0: Greetings ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Christ Over Crypto, where earthly investments become heavenly treasures. I'm your host Frank Turner, and on Christ Over Crypto, our message is about stewardship of God's resources so that they don't become our master, but allow us to honor and glorify our Heavenly Father. On today's episode, we'll be interviewing poet, author, and entrepreneur Joshua Psalms. He'll be discussing his journey to becoming a spoken word artist and how he's developed his gift for the kingdom of God. We'll also be looking at A Bitcoin ETF or the rejection of a Bitcoin ETF proposal by the world famous Winklevoss twins. But before we get into all that, we're going to pause for a moment for our intro and a word from one of our sponsors. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Everybody, listen up. I'm going to let you know that it's all about Christ over crypto. You should invest, but still be responsible And remember that it's Christ over crypto Yeah, and money shouldn't be your master Verse 24, Matthew the 6th chapter Serving God is the only thing that I'm after Tell the devil back up when I get my stacks up This is not about greed, I just wanna be a better me Use my resources to build up a legacy I don't wanna be dead broke when I'm 70 Christ over crypto, and it's really helping me Yeah, Christ over crypto, come on, ayy. Christ over crypto, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitcoin Legendary. New to cryptocurrency? Curious on how to buy and sell Bitcoin? Visit ebook.christovercrypto.com for your free copy of Bitcoin Legendary. This ebook gives you a step by step guide on how to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies safely and securely. I'm honored and excited to have our next guest. He's a poet, author, and an entrepreneur, welcome to the show, Joshua Psalms.
1: What's happening? What's happening? What's happening?
0: Hey, man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time uh, to join Christ Over Crypto today. Uh, we have a few things to get to, so I'm, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to kind of work backwards. For those who don't know, you are, I, I introduced obviously as a poet, but uh, more, uh, more aptly, you're a spoken word artist. So for the uninitiated, how does say spoken word differ from rap um, or, or classical poetry? Is it a combination of the two? Like like how would you describe for the uninitiated what spoken word is and what the artistry is behind it?
1: So spoken word, it can um, contain elements of rap, you know, slash hip hop. It can contain elements of classical, uh, the, the way I the, the way I look at and view spoken word is <clears throat> culminating a collection of words that, per, uh, that, that, that that will give off a message that, that people can walk away with and people can chew on after you're done performing whether whether that's the words inspire them encourage them whether uh, your words, uh, uh, really uh, uh, make people think about issues that, that are currently plaguing themselves, their family, their friends, their community, their city, state, nation, or, or world, spoken word uh, uh, it, it is just that. It, 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 can, it, 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 it can leave you w- with a feeling, with a message that can, and, and, and most spoken word uh, uh, artists will share this with you. That will leave something with you to, to, to carry on uh, throughout the rest of the night, day, and maybe even uh, the rest of your life.
0: Well, I mean, that's, pre- that's pretty interesting. So, uh, just let me ask you one more technical question. When it comes to you coming up with, say, a piece of spoken word, do you have any technical things? Like, do you base it on, oh, you know how poetry, you have a sonnet, you have a haiku, a limerick. Is there any type of rhyme scheme or is it just free thought that's making people just, you know, realize something maybe, like you said, that they hadn't thought about something to chew on or is there, or is there a rhyme, um, and, and reason by, and a structure behind what you do?
1: I, well, for one, um, I consider myself Free verse. So you know, I'm I'm not the guy that, that's gonna always uh, stick to the haiku type of a uh, uh, poetic structure. Or you know, my my poems, you know, it, it, every stanza may not may not rhyme because uh, because to me, uh, more important uh, than rhyming and a certain type of uh, structure uh, that you use, it, 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 it's all about the message. It's all about what can I impart into the audience that when they leave the, the open mic night or when they leave uh, this show that something I, I said can can you know chomp at them and, and, and hopefully lead to meaningful uh, conversations.
0: That's a good word right there ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen listen to Joshua Psalms poet entrepreneur, um, you're listening to Chrysler Crypto. You can listen to this episode or any episode on iTunes. Just subscribe there. Um, next question I have for you is: This obviously is something that has to be a gift. Um, you know, this kind of thing. You, you. I don't think that anybody can just get up there and, and do. I've heard some of your work. How did you know when you you felt like God had touched you and said, "Man, you know what? I have this ability to." look at situations in the world, look at political situations, look at social situations, and then turn that into an art form that people obviously can get, get something from, not just from a mental standpoint, but also kind of enjoy the, the product and listening to it.
1: Ooh, it's kind of a loaded question. Um, To be honest, you know, I don't know exactly when it was imparted unto me that, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. And, and then I'm going to mix it in with the gospel. I mean, I, I will say that I've been writing poetry and spoken word off and on since high school. So we're talking 18 years. And, 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 and so with that, you know, I obviously going from a teenager and then to a college student to a young man and now to, a mature man, you know. Obviously, I've always had this affinity for for writing in general, but because I also uh, do some blogging uh, from time to time. But it's it's, it's just something about poetry and, and and spoken word that I just really love and enjoy. And so and so with that, I, I, I take my love. Or that love, and then I, I combine it with uh, my heart for the gospel, and 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 it, it just makes. You, it, it it's interesting because sometimes uh, when I go back and listen to my previous works, I'm like, wow, that was me. because it, it's just you know, it, it amazing how w- when I'm writing, I'm in the zone. When I have a gospel message attached to it, then it just it just becomes explosive. So you just on just on and on and off for for almost two decades. You know, it's it's just been you know a blessing to see how God has taken me from where I first started to now. It's you know, and sometimes. The Holy Spirit will, will 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 give me some bars, and then I have to write it down before I you know, before I forget it, so I can expound upon it later. But but yeah, it is it, just a blessing to to be able to do this and, and, and to be able to do it for for so long, and, and hopefully to, uh, to continue doing it.
0: That, that was a really good answer. You, you I think you nailed it. I'm gonna ask you a follow on question to that, which is you know, obviously, I, I've actually heard some of your work, I listen to some of your stuff, and you obviously have an, an, a mind for the socially um, and political things that are going on in the world, you're not, you know, oblivious to that, and a lot of the things that have happened recently in America, you know, you've, you've heard about people being woke, and one of the things in black America in particular is being woke doesn't necessarily go with Christianity, so how would you, how do you respond to, say, somebody who would look at your work and say, well, I mean, it's all right. But if you were really woke, you wouldn't you know, talk about, you know, you don't understand Christianity. It's, it's, it's what's keeping us down. You're not woke enough. Have you have you encountered that? And if you did encounter that, how would you respond to somebody?
1: So, yes, I've encountered that. And yes, it, it you know, the term woke has just turned like into this monster that now That it just seems to like hover over everybody, so so I mean, so you can't really ignore it. So I I mean, (laughs) maybe because it's so it's so large uh, throughout the culture, so uh, so you're gonna have to talk about it, and you're gonna have to deal with it. And I would say that there are there are still some some misconceptions, you know, but uh, about you know the 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 woke side. Of the community and uh, and how they view uh, Christianity, there there's still a lot of, for for lack of a better term, there's still some pseudo uh, 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 knowledge being passed around that you know Christianity is the white man's religion that 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 that, that Jesus uh, uh, wasn't really uh, uh he wasn't named in, in, in any biblical text until the uh, uh, Nicene Council. And and, and so there is a lot of that, you know, you know, a a lot of woke community just responding to that directly. You know, they. they, I'm not going to say they don't know, but but it's like they just gloss over the fact that that Christianity was in Ethiopia way before the Nicene Council, way before European travelers and slave traders came to the continent. So. Again, it, it. it's this love hate thing but, but, but because on, on one hand culturally and socially being woke is good as far as being woke to who you are, um, black and or African history and teaching that to you know your family and your children. However, you know that there there's still this there's still this this discomfort and this hate with Christianity and so when it and so as it relates to me and when I'm performing, any event or show that I go to or that I'm invited to, I go in already knowing that there's going to be a set number of woke folks there who aren't going to feel the gospel, who aren't going to feel my poetry because because the foundation of, of my performances are gospel based. However. I've come to accept that, and and, and that doesn't deter me or, or or scare me from performing because I understand that 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 unfortunately not everybody is just going to agree with Christianity, and not everyone is going to accept uh, uh, Jesus. But but that still shouldn't stop me. That that shouldn't stop you or any other uh, believer who's seeking after God and and living uh uh, uh uh his word and, and submitting to his will.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that was great. I mean, I'm 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 really impressed that you have dealt with that and you and you continue down the path. That that's a great testament to your your um your story that you will, you, you know, obviously we think about the persecution, you know, Christians suffered and we don't suffer anything like that, but sometimes I think you I think you kind of know you're going in the right direction when you're actually stirring people up with your faith and I think you know it's not um, the gospel it will offend those who, who don't want to hear the truth so I, I applaud you for um, you know standing your ground and going to places where you know you're going to be criticized and people aren't going to receive it but um, you know it's not about everybody it's about you know that the whoever if it's one person audience who receives it is worth it so I, I commend you for that um, the next thing I want to ask you is you know you've been doing this for 18 years you know, how far do you see yourself going? Is this something that you say, man, you know what? I could do this full time. I could, you know, go around, you know, the country, have my own YouTube channel doing spoken word, like making, you know, how serious are you about, about this, this craft? How far can you go with it?
1: I mean, as long as, as long as my love for the craft is still there, then, then I can always uh, see myself doing it. I mean I, I can see myself traveling across the country to perform a, a, a spoken word to, to share the, the gospel based foundation behind uh, behind the certain poems uh, 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 that I recite or perform. So I've always had that that vision in my head but, it, but it's just being patient and, you know allowing God to, to open up doors uh, uh, on his time which we which we both know can be frustrating. Sometimes, but um, you you know, I I can see myself going as far as God allows me to go with using spoken word and poetry as a vehicle to 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 share the gospel.
0: Man, that's that's a great answer. Um, Quick question: Do you have any shows? that are coming up, that our listeners, you know, you 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 said so much great stuff. Um, where can our listeners uh, connect with you? When's your next show? And uh, do you have anything on, and as a follow-on, do you have anything online where people can jump and see your stuff? Uh, just let us know that as well.
1: So people can keep up with me and what I'm doing at uh, my website, www.spokenice.com. Again, that is www.spokenice.com. Uh, the, uh, my next performance uh, will be August um, uh, 18th in uh, Baltimore, uh, Maryland, at the Showroom uh, uh, Cafe. <clears throat> it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an awesome night because it'll be myself and it'll be seven or eight other uh, poets, a couple of uh, singers um, as well. Uh, they'll be there. And, and, and so it, uh, we're expecting it uh, to be a, a, a good show and, and, and a good time. And, and so that's my next performance again. That is at the Showroom uh, Cafe in Baltimore, Maryland, on Saturday, August eighteenth.
0: That sounds great, and, and that's definitely something that we want to encourage you. If you're listening, to come out and support uh, Joshua. If, if you are in the area on August eighteenth, definitely come out. And Will and I'll have all the details. Uh, in the description when you see this, uh, when you hear this interview, um, so, man, that, that was really, really great, I think, um, I, don't, I don't think I have anything else for you, I guess, uh, the last thing is, um, you know, when you started writing 18 years ago, did you think that you would have come as far as you have, or are you shocked, or do you think that, man, you know what, I've just, I'm just getting started?
1: So no, I had no idea that that poetry would 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 be such a, a, a big part of my life, and, and that I'd still be doing it, you know, you know, on and off for, uh, for almost two decades. So that part that part still still shocks me, because it what started out as just a as just a hobby. What started out as hey, let's see if I can actually do this and. You know, to 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 be a, a, a where it is today. And I mean, it, it's just a, absolutely a, a blessing.
0: Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Joshua Psalms. You can see him on www.spokenice.com and and you can check out his work there. Also, August 18th uh, at the Baltimore showroom, he is performing live. You can see him there. Again, I'll have all the details for you in the description or on the actual uh, link, depending on how you're viewing this. If you're viewing this on YouTube, it'll be in the description. If you're on the podcast and you'll have to go to the, the website and check it out. But um, again, thank you, uh, Joshua, for joining us. And Godspeed and all of your endeavors, spoken word in the future.
1: Man, thank you for having me. It's it, 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 it truly uh, have been a blessing.
0: Want to thank Joshua Psalms one more time for coming on. Again, you can find him at www.spokenice.com. You can check out his work there, and he'll also be at the Baltimore showroom on August 18th from 7:30 to 11 p.m. So check him out there. Um, I hope you got something out of that interview. Obviously. You know, I've known Josh for a little bit of time and, and just getting into understanding his journey was was fascinating to me. And uh, having such a voice, it being spoken word, I think that's a very powerful calling, very powerful gift. We just want to keep him lifted up in prayer as he continues on his journey. Um, and now we're going to uh, jump into a, another segment. I, I know at the beginning, of the show I teased the Bitcoin ETF, some stuff about that. So we're going to get into that. Um, and and hopefully you'll have a better understanding of of what all that news means when we come out on the other side of the break.
1: Excuse me, chap. I can barely make out what you're saying. Pardon my fiat. I only speak crypto.
0: Pardon my fiat. Cryptocurrency news and updates. All right, guys, welcome to the Part of My Fiat segment of the show. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit about the Bitcoin ETF uh, that was just rejected by the SEC. The Winklevoss twins proposed this ETF. And if you want a little background who the Winklevoss twins are, uh, if you've ever seen the social network or you know the story of Facebook, they are the twins that originally came to Mark Zuckerberg with the idea for uh, what was, I guess, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg didn't exactly deliver to them what they expected. He kind of went off and did his own thing, ended up in a lawsuit, and uh, the Winklevoss brothers won, I believe, close to $65 million. Now, of those winnings that they won, they had actually invested um, about 10 to $11 million in Bitcoin, and, and last year, when Bitcoin had a really big run-up um, towards near $20,000, they actually, their their $11 million investment in Bitcoin, they made them billionaires, so, just to give you some background on who they are and why they would be starting an ETF. And if you don't know what an ETF is, it's, it just stands for exchange-traded fund. It's a way for investors, smaller investors, to be able to invest in a um, in an asset without having without having to hold it directly, but having exposure to it. So, the example would be um, there there is a... ETFs for the S&P 500. And so instead of having to, you know, you don't have all the stocks on the on the Standard Poor 500, you have exposure to a mix um, of that fund, an exchange-traded fund, like a mix of those companies kind of, you get balanced out by how they all kind of do is kind of weighted, depending on how many shares of each company are in the ETF. So with the Bitcoin ETF, it's somewhat similar, um, except for it's basically backed by the price of bitcoin so you don't actually have to hold bitcoin in an etf you'd actually be able to purchase shares of an etf which would give you exposure to bitcoin so you would actually be able to get the benefit of the price action going up you know in the case of you know you bought an exchange traded fund with bitcoin you'd actually make money if the price goes up obviously lose money if the price goes down but uh the sec rejected the idea of um a bitcoin backed etf Citing reasons such as they were, they felt like the 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 environment uh, around Bitcoin is not well enough, I guess, regulated. There's not enough measures taken against you know price manipulation and fraud and and enough basically. They feel like enough checks and balances to see if there's nefarious activity going on, um, which I find kind of funny because you know there are certainly. Um, you know, obviously the stock market is is regulated very very tightly, but there's definitely strange things that go on in the stock market and things like that. And I'm not saying that it makes it right if things bad things happen, but I think they are kind of um, the the idea that a Bitcoin ETF is is insecure is is kind of missing the whole point. You know, it's like the number of people invested in Bitcoin and, and the ecosystem of Bitcoin is is here to stay. Now are there some issues with it? Sure, there's issues with all new assets, but I think they the, the SEC missed an opportunity to allow greater adoption of um, Bitcoin in an ETF form. Because see a lot of people now, even if you listen to this podcast, you might say uh, Frank, you know, I hear about Bitcoin, but I just don't know, man. You know, I, I, I it sounds complicated. You know, it, it can get stolen. It can get hacked. I hear all these stories. Well, an ETF is the best of both worlds. In the case of an exchange traded fund, like I was talking about with these like S&P 500 and ETF, you know, going against that, you you, you don't have to hold you know, every stock in S&P 500, you have a mix and obviously you get you get, you get get a blend of that and you, you get exposed to the price action. Same thing with a Bitcoin ETF. You don't actually have to hold the Bitcoin and worry about it getting stolen. You're holding a share as a representation of Bitcoin. So you're getting exposed to the action of Bitcoin without having to worry about it getting stolen because you're on an ETF. You're on a stock market regulated exchange with exposure to this asset. So you're getting exposure to this asset through the standard exchange traded fund, which protects you from you know having to hold the asset or having to safeguard it yourself you just you just have you just have to share you have to basically manage the price action up or down based on you know what you're trying to do with that etf um when you buy in and when you get out things like that so i just think that the sec missed a great opportunity to have a much greater adoption of the public because i think you know when you have um something like that an opportunity to have an etf where people can kind of get exposure without having to hold it, it allows them to start studying the underlying asset and then allows them to say, okay, you know what? i i think I want to actually get in more into this. So, um, you know, that's actually how quick story. That's actually how I got into uh, Bitcoin. I used to have, there was, there was, um, kind of a stock or I won't call it ETF, but there was kind of a thing called GBTC. And I used to have that, um, before I actually got into Bitcoin, I heard about Bitcoin a couple of years ago and, uh, in 2016, I, I bought some GBTC, which had ex- some exposure to Bitcoin. I later uh, sold that, um, you know, stock and, and got into Bitcoin. So I just think the SEC missed a great opportunity to expand um, the the how would you say the, the 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 amount of people that could have been involved in it. But you know, they did say in their ruling that they hadn't ruled it out, and they just felt like. You know, at this point in time, there's not enough, you know, exchange regulation that doesn't meet the rules of other exchange traded products. So it hasn't been ruled out completely, but it's still like waiting. And it looks like 2018 might go by without another, um, without a Bitcoin ETF. And you know, um, you know, like I said, I do think it's going to happen in the future, but it's it's just a sad opportunity that they missed. I I think here, I think there could have been something really spectacular, but again you know it's still something that i feel like is going to happen uh just doesn't look like it may happen this year there's other etfs i think on the table too but i don't know that they're going to get uh passed or the sec is going to pass them so there's there there's a lot the good news is there's a lot of etfs kind of coming out which means that people are understanding the value of getting exposure to this new asset class which is what you want so i think when you have that um you know happening eventually somebody's going to break through and then once you have that You'll have maybe some other cryptocurrencies um, with exchange-traded funds as well. And then you'll have a larger ecosystem of, of you know cryptocurrencies. And, and the market will become more well-known. And you'll just have greater adoption. And you'll start to see some innovation happen, I believe, uh, behind these uh, different coins and different utilities they have. So, again, uh, just an interesting time uh, in cryptocurrencies. Again, if you... Want to know more about cryptocurrency and you're not sure what I was saying about Bitcoin? Definitely check out uh, go to visit ebook.christ crypto and you can uh, read all about Bitcoin, get started. It gives you a kind of a deep dive into Bitcoin, how you can buy it, how you can hold it, how you can sell it, how you can secure it. So I think that's a good place to start if you're not familiar. But if you are familiar, hopefully you enjoyed this segment and uh, you're looking forward to the growth and expansion. Of of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin as well. Grace and peace, guys. I'll see you on another part of my fiat segment soon. All right, that's it for this episode of Crypto Over Crypto. I want to thank you for listening. I also, want to encourage you to visit crypto.com Subscribe to our newsletter there. Also, subscribe to iTunes. Please leave us a rating there and leave a review as well. Check out our YouTube channel where you can see exclusive content as well as select interviews and. Check out our generosity page where you can help someone in need as as, as well. That's a great thing uh, to do. And I just want to, again, thank everybody for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys soon on another episode of Christ Over Crypto. Before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to make the best investment you could ever make. And that's uh, one in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And, you know, maybe, maybe you're never gone to church. Maybe you're just listening to this and you don't know what this podcast is about, but you're interested in knowing Jesus is more personally, or maybe you've been walking with God and you've fallen away and you and you want to make sure that you, you start walking back with him again. I encourage you uh, to say this prayer. So repeat after me, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve death, which are the consequences of my sin. However, I'm trusting in Jesus Christ alone as my savior and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me access to your eternal kingdom. Amen. Congratulations. You've started your journey with Christ. Let me encourage you to to find a local church and continue your discipleship with other fellow believers. If you're in the greater metropolitan area of Baltimore, I welcome you to make your church home at I-5 City, located at 681 Hollins Ferry Road in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Service times are on Sundays at 9 and 11. That's all for now. Until next time, always remember, Christ over crypto.